0: Listener Production. Is fake plant based meat better for us than real meat? And what about the environment? I'm Jacinta Bola, a science journalist with Cosmos Magazine. I've been eating fish but no other meat for about 10 years now. But I gotta say, I love the taste of a juicy cheeseburger. Fake meat alternatives are perfect for me. But are they healthier and better for the environment? Let's find out. Before we take a bite out of fake meat, we've got to understand what a real piece of meat is. Let's take beef. A beef burger patty is a mix of fat and muscle tissue from a cow. A patty might be in the realm of 20% fat and 80% meat. Importantly, this mix doesn't have to be from the same cow, or even the same country. Protein filaments in the muscles, which normally make the muscle contract and relax, is what makes the meat chewy. When the patty is cooked, the muscle fibres shrivel and coagulate. This is what makes the patty shrink down when it hits the barbecue. That red juice that you see coming out of a burger is water expelled from the muscles, mixed with a protein called myoglobin. This oxygen-carrying molecule is similar to red blood cells and it gives the juice a pink colour. By the way, if you're cooking meat, you should let it rest once it's finished to allow the juices to absorb back into the proteins. Otherwise, you'll end up with a tougher meal. Don't say us pescatarians don't do anything for you. As you can imagine, there's a lot a plant-based meat manufacturer needs to do to create a delicious burger. So how do they do it? Soy, wheat, pea, Fungi or fava proteins are usually used as a base. This provides protein and bulk. The method of processing this protein is also important. There's high-moisture extrusion, which heats the protein in an extruder and then quickly cools it to create textured fibres, making the protein taste a little meatier. Sheer cell processing has a more spongy texture, but uses less energy and is better for the planet. It can also be shelf-stable. Textured vegetable protein, or TVP lovers, you know what I'm talking about. Starches, flours, and a thickener called hydrocolloid can be used to create more fibre-like structures, which help the fake meat stay together. Finally, oil is used instead of the fat to stop the whole thing being too dry or underflavored. Usually something like coconut oil is used because it's solid at room temperature but melts as it gets warmer. It's quite the scientific process to be able to make something that can mimic a burger. But with all that in mind, is it better for the planet? Well, yes, is the very short answer, but it's a bit more complicated than that. Groups like Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers say their products are much better but they do all their analysis in-house. So it's hard to independently verify Beyond Meat's claims that it uses 99% less water, 93% less land, and creates 90% fewer greenhouse gas emissions. But we do know that proteins like pea, soy, and fungi have much less of an impact than meat. Australian beef is less carbon-intensive than places like the U.S., as much of our cattle is fed with non-arable land rather than feed. Plus, methane emissions from Australian agriculture continue to lower due to advances in cattle diets and processing. However, even the best cattle are still very carbon-intensive, producing around 9 kilograms of CO2-equivalent emissions per 100 grams of protein. To put this in perspective, low-impact peas create just 0.3 kilograms of CO2 equivalents. Most independent analysis on fake versus real has been done overseas, but beef specifically is much more environmentally damaging than plant-based burgers. Johns Hopkins University researchers in the US found that the average greenhouse gas footprint was just 7% of beef for an equivalent amount of protein. For chicken and pork, which are less carbon-emitting anyway, the numbers aren't so stark. The study found that the average greenhouse gas footprint of plant-based meats was 37% of regular pork and 57% of regular chicken. The final thing to note is that fake meat is much more carbon-intensive than just eating unprocessed or even less processed vegetables. This is all a very complicated way of saying yes, Fake meat is better for the planet than normal meat, but don't always believe everything you read on the label. Okay, so it's better for the planet. What about for you? Our bodies don't really care where we get our protein or fat from. Both are going to end up turned into the nutrients we need. Or are they? A study last year from the George Institute for Global Health looked at 132 plant-based meats and 658 regular meats all available in Aussie supermarkets. This included everything from burgers, meatballs, and mints to sausage, bacon, chicken, and meat and pastry. The plant and animal products contained similar levels of protein. They also had around the same levels of processing. Where they did differ was nutrients. Plant-based meat products had a lot less saturated fat and sodium than meat products, as well as more fiber. But only 12% of the plant products were fortified with important nutrients like iron, vitamin B12, and zinc, which are found in meat. Like most of the research into fake meat, they found that, just like with real meat, minimalism is key. You might be better off with a bean patty, tofu, or some falafel, which are all high in protein and nutrients and much less processed. I have a fabulous recipe for a black bean patty if you're interested. I'm sorry to say it, but all of us, meat eaters and vegetarians alike, should be eating less ultra-processed foods and more unprocessed plant foods. This means more fruit, more veggies, and more nuts and seeds. Currently, we're just not doing that. Ultra-processed foods, from nuggets to Nutrigrain, are where Australians get 39% of our total energy intake. Plus, ultra-processed foods are worse for the environment because they rely on a small number of crops, which increases our need for an agricultural monoculture. So, my occasional fake meat cheeseburger is probably fine but it's not great to have nuggets, sausages, sausage rolls, and patties every night of the week, plant-based or otherwise. Before we go, what's happening with lab-made meat? Lab-grown meat has been hugely hyped up the last few years. The world's first lab-grown hamburger was fried up at a news conference in 2013. But I gotta say, it's out of my price range. That burger took two years to make and cost 300000 US dollars. But how does it work? Think of how we make bread. Yeast is added to flour and water. The yeast eats the flour and multiplies. Lab-grown meat uses animal cells instead of the yeast and a substrate of nutrients, unfortunately sometimes fetal bovine serum, instead of flour. Then, the meat has to be manually built to have the correct mix of muscle cells, fat cells, and all of the nice bits that make the meat taste like meat. Although most scientists are pretty sure that lab-grown meat would be better for the planet, it's too early to tell how the process would play out. And just like the fake meats, a lot of the methods are kept locked up tighter than the 11 secret herbs and spices, so it's hard to track their environmental footprint. That's all the time we've got for today. But hopefully this gives you a bit more information next time you're searching for a sausage. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science, just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another half huh? Science Explained.